Hello and welcome to a Thursday, January 26th edition of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Harris Kermani, and I'll be joined by my guy, Kenny, today as we take on a six-game slate that uh, includes a couple of teams coming on back-to-backs over here, but some pretty high-scoring ones coming through. Uh, We don't necessarily have the totals for all of them, but from what I'm seeing here, half the games being over 230, it's a pretty pretty fantasy-friendly night, but... Speaking of friendly nights, I'm not dealing with one. I know Kenny's got much better weather on his end, but we've just been absolutely destroyed by a massive snowstorm here. So I think I've shoveled about three times today. But uh, how's your day been going, Kenny? Um, it's been going pretty well. Um, a whole lot less snow than you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, just trying to get by on this little slate with a couple bad props going for me so far tonight, but hopefully it ends up well with this um, Lakel Sparrows game. All right, fair, fair. Well, are we uh, if it's anything like uh, what LeBron's face was at the end of that last game where he's sitting with like 46 points as, as if he's just decided that life is over for him, <laughs> it's just uh, one of those things. Lakers are really on a uh, massive downward spiral. Good win for your Clippers, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, fun seeing... Um, the media say um, we was a better team of L.A. <laughs> yep. Well, of course, all of that will be determined once the playoffs come out. But before any of that, we have tonight's slate to be able to go ahead and deal with. And the first game of the night is the Knicks and the Celtics going in there. But just before we get into that game, just always want to plug that Sports Ethos DFS pass that you guys want to get yourself on if you haven't already. Go to sportsethos.com, subscribe to the DFS Pass, give yourself access to not only all the great content that we have on the website, including the DFS delivery, the live injury report, but you get yourself onto the Discord as well, where you get access to Ask the Pros all the way up until Lineup Lock, where, as we know, last-minute injuries change everything. Last-minute changes can make all the difference for your lineup, so get yourself with that DFS Pass and give yourself the edge that you're going to need. With the Knicks, though, going into Boston, taking on the Celtics, a 226.5 game total for this one at the moment, and the Celtics favored to win by eight. As far as injuries are concerned, for the Knicks, it's really just Mitchell Robinson who continues to be out dealing with his injury for at least three weeks. On the Boston side, Marcus Smart has been listed out while the rest of the team is looking up and good to go. I'll uh, let you start with this one, Kenny. What are you liking as far as this matchup's concerned? Who are this? Who are the uh, plays on your side? Honestly, outside of maybe a couple of props, this is going to be more of a fade for me, especially with a total as low as uh, I believe what two twenty six right now. Yeah. Yeah. This has to be the lowest game on the total. Plus, you have a lot of the production in this game price pretty fair um if you want to take a gpp shot on um rj barrett for 7k that might be worth a try but i really don't have too much interest in this game yeah that's fair i mean i was looking at some, perhaps some of the front court ones but there are you know some options that i like in the, some of the later games that i'll probably take more than that on the boston side really if there's anything it's between brogdon or Derek white that i may find myself taking a little bit of a stab on that i like their price tags i like the matchup in general and i do believe with mark smart out they're going to continue to be really called upon to kind of be the floor generals to take a little bit of that pressure away from tatum and brown we saw 
Derek White last game without Malcolm Brogdon, but you got Peyton Pritchard playing 42 minutes, did put up a gem of a game against a Miami Heat team on a low-scoring matchup there, but got up 17 shots in that one, 42 uh, DK points. Not necessarily looking for him to replicate all of that, but I would say both of them have upside to be able to get you, you know, mid-30s as far as DK points are concerned, so not a bad shout, but that's probably going to be all I'm looking at for that game as well. Uh, but moving on to the Chicago and Charlotte one, which we don't actually have a game total at the moment, mostly because LaMelo Ball is currently questionable for that matchup. We don't know whether he's actually going to be able to make it on the floor with his ankle sprain. He's missed three games now, but uh, things are looking, you know, potential. Maybe he finds himself on the floor, so definitely keep an eye out on the injury report there. As far as the other major pieces are concerned, uh, Hayward is also coming in questionable for this game. And uh, Oubre, Kelly Oubre and uh, Cody Martin continue to remain out while the Chicago Bulls are coming in here with a fully healthy roster. Now, I know you were mentioning the last game as being a bit of a fade. Honestly, I was looking at the prices and the matchups on this one, and I was just nothing was super jumping out to me outside of maybe taking a punt on a Terry Rozier game where he happens to go off. But even then, his price has seen a pretty significant jump from that six to seven thousands that he was in. He's all the way up to eighty one hundred now, which has really taken away some of that shine of the kind of upside I was potentially hoping to get. So if you if you want to be a little more frisky, you might want to look at uh, the uh, the cheaper side of it, whereas Dennis Smith Jr., Jaden McDaniels, all, all those guys kind of sitting in that 4,500 to 5,200 range where they can get you, you know, somewhere between 5.5 to 6x on a, on a decent night. But yeah, just not really feeling the uh, feeling the upside or the price tags in this one. Um, I mean, one person that you didn't mention that I actually do have interest in, he's only going to cost you three two, and that's Mark Williams. Hmm. Um, his production could be off and on, especially with the minutes that they give him. But I really do feel like a spot against Chicago where the total should probably be around 233. I really do feel like if you don't pick up foul trouble, he should be able to get you a nice little 20 DK points for less than three, five. So that's one player I will have some interest in. And the other player I'm actually had some interest in, um, you didn't really mention him, but that would be um, Kobe White for 3-9. Hmm. Again, both of these are just GPP plays, but Kobe White's been getting minutes, and all we need is a couple of his shots to go down for him to actually get you back value for 3-9. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we know, especially from the Kobe White perspective, it's really just a matter of how many field goal attempts he happens to get in that game. And He's gotten double digits in his last two, so not a bad call as far as a GPP dart throw is concerned there. Moving on to the third game of the night, there we have Detroit going in to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, of course, playing on a back-to-back here, just finished their game against Philly, where Ben Simmons had uh, another one of those games where he goes back into Philly and does absolutely nothing. And for those who watch the game, Embiid gets an end one and does the... Uh, DX suck it on the crowd. I, I was hilarious. I died. But <laughs> Detroit is uh, at the moment the underdog by nine points on this one, a 232 game total here. Now they had the weirdest game against Milwaukee that just went out 130 to 150 on there. Just everyone decided that they were just going to play absolutely no defense. And my guy that I'm looking at for this game as well, Jalen Duran absolutely went off in that game. I mean, I did take him just on the back of the fact that he was getting his minutes and his shots had been hitting at an incredibly high clip, but he had just a monster night. And his own his ownership is probably going to be pretty high on this one, just given the fact that 
people are kind of following so what he did in the box scores what his minutes are looking like in 5100 to me given that uh, Isaiah Stewart is still uh, questionable for this game we'll see if he actually ends up uh, coming out on the floor but I'm gonna guess that he probably doesn't and with Marvin Bagley continuing to be out there's really just very little preventing him from uh, continuing to be kind of the main guy in the front court for them so that's definitely a play that I have interest in and on the Brooklyn side of things I am actually banking on Ben Simmons to come back from the game he just had against uh, uh, against Philadelphia he just obviously doesn't play very well there anymore it's just it's all in his head. Who knows what it is? But to me, 6,700 for a power forward center eligible guy who's going to get more than enough uh, ball handling capabilities to be able to get it on a game that's a 230 plus you know, game total night. I expect that they're going to be uh, relying on him a little bit more after Kyrie just had to absolutely empty the tank in this game. And uh, the only other one that I'm looking at here is potentially Seth Curry, uh, very much in the same kind of mold as... <clears throat> as any of those kind of streaky shooters out there today did really well, was absolutely going off in the fourth quarter there. And his minutes have slowly started to ramp up to where we expect, which is in that low 30s. So those are probably the uh, the main uh, main picks as far as I'm concerned. All right. Um, I, I will have some interest in Duran um, in cash games, but my favorite play on in this game is actually Shadiq Bay. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. Um, I really... <laughs> I really don't feel right saying I feel confident this is a good spot for him, but I really do think this is going to be a spot where he's going to give you 20 actual points. And if he's able to get you about three or four three-pointers in that game, I really don't see how he won't get you about 30 draft king points in this spot. Um, Brooklyn is not known for their defense, and they do give up a good amount of threes. So I really do feel like if you're looking for a spot for Bay to – Get going in, this should be a spot for him to get it going. And the second player, also on the Detroit side, that I'm going to have some interest in is Alex Burks. He's going to be my GPP play. Um, again, kind of like Bay, if he's able to get his shot going, it's going to give you about three or four three-pointers. Plus, that should give you about mm, 20 DK points for, I want to say he's less than four or five right now. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think uh, you and Ramiz are going to have to, uh, uh, you know, talk it up at one point because he's. I thought he was the biggest uh, Sadiq Bay supporter, just taking him on night in, night out. But yeah, 5,700. He's had a much better month this uh, this since 2023 turned around. So in general, we're going to have to uh, go ahead and see if he can go with that. I'm as I've told Ramiz in my other podcasts as well. I'm just kind of off the Sadiq Bay train altogether. I think he's burned me too many times in general that I'm just numb to it <laughs> so i wish you the best of luck i hope he does well but uh i'm gonna take it on the chin if he does happen to do that for me this time around moving on to the cleveland and houston game now we're getting into the 8 p.m onwards uh we have a 223 and a half game total for this one so actually surprisingly this uh, is looking like alongside the phoenix suns one the lowest game totals that i'm seeing on here with uh houston rockets uh the underdogs by seven and a half points cleveland favored by that as far as injuries are concerned, Donovan Mitchell, who looked like he had never left in the game against the Knicks, as expected, just absolutely went off in the garden. I love that pick over there. But he was dealing with a growing strain at the end of that and is now questionable for this game against Houston. And given the fact that they probably don't need him to be able to uh, win this game, I'm going to you know, err on the side of him uh, potentially sitting out on here. So, again, keep an eye out on that injury report. 
And as far as Houston's concerned, Kevin Porter is out for them as well, and he's going to be uh, reevaluated in in a week from <clears throat> from earlier uh, earlier in the week. So we'll see how he does when he gets back on the floor. Uh, really, as far as uh, picks for me are concerned here, so given that I I do expect that uh, Donovan Mitchell is potentially sitting out over here, it's going to go back to my favorite point guard play anytime that happens, which is Darius Garland, and that gets combined with Karis LeVert. Both of those guys just become absolutely awesome plays, <clears throat> especially given the fact that they're taking on a Houston defense that is ranked in the bottom five of the league. It's just not, not a good spot, while their pace of play is excellent. So it's a great fantasy-friendly game. I'm actually surprised this game total is sitting where it is. I'm going to... I may actually put a bet on the over on here and see how that ends up going. But uh, Garland at 8,600, we knew the stretch he was having when uh, Donovan Mitchell was out, just consistently putting up 50 plus DK points over there as the main floor general and getting somewhere close to 20 shots a game. So just an absolute great spot for him to be there. And Levert, same kind of scenario. He When he gets the minutes and he gets the shot attempts, which he was for those games that uh, Donovan Mitchell was sitting out, he was regularly getting anywhere between 15 to 18 shots was getting that secondary ball handler where he was averaging about three to four assists alongside a, a pretty decent a rebounding total for a guard as well. So lots to like as far as 5,600 is concerned. Uh, if you're kind of feeling bargain basement and trying to make a, a cheap pick there, Isaac Okoro could be someone to look at as well. But really from the Cleveland side, that was the uh, the major picks for me. Uh, there's a couple I potentially liked in Houston, but we're seeing people come back to health and they are coming back on a back-to-back. But uh, can you have anyone you like on that side as well? Um, one person that I'm going to have a shot in at um, in a couple GPPs on the Cleveland side is uh, Ricky Rubio. I want to say the last two games, he's been giving you about 20 minutes. And I do feel like against a team like Houston, if you give Rubio 20 minutes, he should be able to produce for you and actually be a nice little... GPP piece if he could get you about 25 DraftKings points. And um, one more player on um, Cleveland that I have some interest in is actually Evan Mobley. Um, past month, he's been doing pretty well. So, uh, what was it? I forgot if it was the last game. Whenever they played Milwaukee, mm-hmm. I want to say he became, what, the number one scoring option on Cleveland in that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to happen against Houston, but I do feel like he's trying to get in his bag of offense a little bit more. So if he's looking to score, I really don't see how he can't get a double-double against this team, and he should be able to get you about 40 DK points um, if you get his regular allowment of minutes. Um, On the Houston side, only player I have some interest in would probably be um, KJ Martin. Um Kind of like Mobley over the past few weeks this month, it seemed like he's beginning into his own little bag, getting about 10-plus shots per game. So if he get a couple of them to fall for him, I really don't see him that giving you about 12 actual points, giving you a couple rebounds, a couple assists, probably going to get you about 20 drafting points. Yeah, I agree. Uh, KJ Martin was the guy I had on my Houston list as well. And he's been sneaky good rebounding the ball as well. Got a, got a double-double tonight is in the game against Washington, 16-13 and 13 in that one. His minutes are very well secure, even with uh, Jabari Smith coming back into the lineup. So just altogether, probably my favorite pick as far as uh, Houston's concerned. So right with you on that. On to the last two games of the night here, with the first one being Dallas going into Phoenix 
on a 222 game total with Phoenix actually favored to win by one and a half points on here. So a bit of a uh, coin flip game could go either way. As far as injuries are concerned, Christian Wood, who uh, continues to be uh, out of this one, is going to be reevaluated at the end of this week. So we'll see when he himself gets back onto the floor. And same kind of scenario with uh, with Devin Booker, who <clears throat> is also going to be reevaluated in a week, and we're going to see what he's looking like. From the DeAndre Ayton perspective, though he is listed as probable now uh, for this game after missing the last one with an with an illness, which will obviously uh, make all those people who are looking at potential Dario Saric, potential Bismack Biombo, a potential Jock Londale, uh, a little less exciting if uh, if he is going to find himself back on the floor. But as far as guys that I'm looking at for this game itself, really, much as we've talked about streaky shooters up until now, that absolutely epitomizes Tim Hardaway Jr. for me. And I expect in any game that can even stay somewhat close on there, they just need someone to continue to take some of that shooting pressure off of Luka Doncic, who is obviously just full of narratives coming into this game, right? Just Phoenix just continues to be that uh, that matchup that Luka just gets himself ready for. So I wouldn't even be surprised if he takes his 12-7 and absolutely crushes his value here. Not necessarily where I'm looking to spend all my money, but I'll never... Uh, fault anyone for taking Luca, so I am looking a little bit more at uh, at Tim Hardaway for his price, and at that same token and at that same price, I'm also looking at Cam Johnson on the other side for Phoenix, where uh, he's just looking back in his regular shape. Only needed to play 18 minutes in that Charlotte game because of how bad of a blowout it was. Still ended up with 35 DK points, and two out of the three games since he's been back has been sitting at that uh, 35 DK point mark. So 5,300 to me is just an excellent price tag for him. He's needed in that Phoenix offense, especially with Devin Booker out. <clears throat> and just altogether a, a great slot for him to be able to do well. And I think his price tag is probably the most enticing out of anyone else on that uh, on that Phoenix side. Yeah, I mean, I can't go wrong with Luka. If you're able to get to him at that 12-7 price, even if it's this low of a game total, I really don't see how you could go wrong with that. But outside of Luka, the only player I might have um, some interest in that you didn't mention is um, Dario Sark. Um, over the last week, it seemed like his minutes been a little bit more secure, giving you about 20, 25 minutes per game. And as long as he's able to hit his open three-pointers, I really don't see how he can't get you about mm, 25, 30 drafting points for less than 5K. Yeah, not, not a bad shout on there. Dario Saric has definitely been playing more minutes in general. They're finding him in, in more slots. If he can keep that 24 minutes, I I like that as well. I'm just a bit worried with uh, what they're going to do as far as consistent rotations concerned if Aiton comes back. But hey, if he does that, that's how uh, that's how GPPs are won. On to the final game of the night, and the one that has the largest spread of the night at the moment as well is the Spurs going into LA to take on Kenny's Clippers. 233 and a half game total for this one, with the Clippers favored to win by 12 and a half. They're your guys, Kenny. I'm going to let you go ahead and start with this one. Who do you like in this matchup, if anyone, given uh, what we're seeing here? <laughs> um, one player that I will have some interest in in this matchup is uh, probably Terrence Mann for 4-3. If the spread actually goes into play and they do run away with this game, I really see Terrence Mann getting you about 30 minutes in the game. And the second player that I'm probably going to be having interest in is um, Norman Powell. Even though he's a little bit more of a vet for the team, um, if the game does get out of hand, he will 
get his 25, 30 minutes in the game, and he never stopped looking to score. Um, if you're playing a GPP, I will throw a little darts at um, Covington and Reggie Jackson as well. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. Uh, I've actually found myself looking a little bit more on the on the Spurs side here. I try not to game script blowouts, but really the only guy I've consistently liked on the Spurs is Jeremy Sohan. This continues to be uh, a guy who's clearly getting all those developmental minutes and developmental opportunities from an offensive standpoint to be able to show his game. Four straight uh, double-digit scoring attempts, hasn't had a game below 27 DK points, and is still under 5K, so... Uh, for a guy with power forward eligibility and to me should still be able to play somewhere close to 30 minutes uh, given how it's all working out I do like him there and it kind of works out with the fact that I've been going with a pretty balanced lineup all the way here I'm probably not going to be the one who spends up on a, on a Luka Doncic my most expensive guy is probably going to be Garland just given on the way my uh, my lineups are working out so Sohan is a nice uh, kind of rounding out the lineup guy for me and um to add another GPP play from the San Antonio side, uh, Malachi, I want to say he's about 3-2. Hmm. He also began in a good amount of minutes, and if this game does blow out, I really could see his minutes hitting about 24-28. And that could be a nice little 20 DK points for 3-1 if the game goes it's scripted. Yeah, I mean, there's just lots of value potential available here, so definitely look to set your lineup on there. Keep your... Uh, eyes out on the injury report and see how things could potentially change but that does round out our six games over here and just before we head out as always we're going to be looking at the thrive fantasy side for the player props end of things and where i'm liking it here and i I feel like i'm just sticking on brand here darius garland at 7.5 assists to be over that for 100 points regardless of whether donovan mitchell ends up on the floor or not for this game i expect uh just given how uh they're going to be running the offense through Garland. If he's not shooting it, he's going to be the one diming it to someone like Spider to get it going. Seven and a half assists should not be too far off what he is able to do on a night in, night out basis. And then the other one with DeAndre Ayton listed as being probable for this one. But I'm going to expect that he's actually he's going to play, but he's going to play a little under what we are expecting over here. So 28 and a half for his points and rebounds. This is actually a pretty juicy 130 points on here that I'm uh, I'm going to find myself taking a dart throw on and see how that works out as far as my lineups are concerned. Okay, okay. Uh, with me, I also got two players that I like on Thrive as well. Um, the first one is actually going into a matchup that I've seen uh, always attack, and that's over on Vucevic's 12.5 rebounds against the Hornets. Um, again, I'm always saying it, if you ever have a big playing Charlotte, just get on with their over for the rebound props and the point props as well. Um, I want to say Vucevic will have the best rebound rate out of all the players on the floor in this game. And as long as the game does that blow out and Vucevic, it is regular amount of minutes. He should be able to get about 14, 15 boards this game. And the second prop that I like, hate saying it since it's a Clipper player, but I need to go with under 38.5 on Kwai for PRA against San Antonio. I really don't see him needing to score more than 18 points in this game. So unless you think he's going to get you about over 20 stocks, I really don't think you should play this over for points, rebounds, and assists. 
All right. Well, that's Kenny with the call. And you've got four Thrive Fantasy picks coming through here. And remember, when you make those lineups, you're picking 10 on the night there. See how it works out and definitely get yourself onto that if you have not signed up already. Just another way to be able to really take advantage of your daily fantasy cravings. But that brings us to the end of our podcast today as always you can catch me on twitter at hak underscore devil where we're going to find out if in fact uh, it is a jail enduring night for 5100 i've been uh getting that out there and had a couple of people uh, dm me about that which uh we went really well in the last play but let's see how it goes around on this slate and kenny where can the good people find you on twitter uh you can find me at orange dfs on twitter tiktok and youtube i'm always talking about all levels of basketball from nba to wnba to euro leagues men's and women's to nbl to cba love it love it well you can get all of that and more make sure you give kenny a follow and until then we will see you on the next podcast good luck to everyone kill it on those gpps